You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Yeah, when they start. Don't nobody well, care about exactly. Winston Churchill? Winston. <laughs> I care about the golden toilet, man. Were they Scottish? Were they uh, Irish? How Were cool is the golden toilet? Northern Irish? No. What's the What's the point of shitting on gold? If you have that much money. What's the point of owning six million? What's the point of owning six cars when you can only drive one of them? It's gross on a different level than just like how shitty it's gross to me. Like, are you following? It's it's gross in like the seven deadly sins of greed and sloth and hoarding. You feel? It's disgusting. Well, this toilet was installed. This toilet was installed. And I don't know how people could steal it out of somebody's birthplace without anybody else noticing it if it was already like installed and everything. Because that would cause a lot of flooding and shit. Unless you turn off the water. It wasn't it wasn't active, it wasn't working. If it was if it was at Winston Churchill's birthplace, it's probably not like a working toilet for someone to actually shit in now. It's probably worth a lot of money. Like, did they? They got arrested though, so they didn't get away with it. So, what happened? Did they break the toilet? No, they they had uh, taken it out, and it has caused significant damage and flooding. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so they didn't. It definitely caused flooding. They just oh, yanked that flooding. shit out. Oh, so somebody somebody definitely saw it. And they were how, like, that is not my problem. Just kept on walking. How reckless these guys! These guys are amateurs. They're not. They didn't know what they were doing. Welcome to the Absolutely UK. Absolutely not. Other than other other than the fact that, yeah, you've been you've been there. Well, history tells they don't know. Do what we do we know? <laughs> they just that, do whatever do they, they just do out? whatever they want, and then and then it all loses. They lose everything. Okay. Seventeen seventy six. Nationality of these four men. They <laughs> sailed the ocean with our hard dicks. <laughs> Sean, do we know? We don't know, that. We we don't know, know the that. nationality. We do not know. I'm sure. I bet Irish. they were Irish. <laughs> James Sheen, Michael Jones, who? Fred Doe, Fred Durst, Bora Gukuk, Gukuk, Gukuk. G-U-C-C-U-K. <laughs> Bora Gukuk. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> All right. So apparently before bum, bum, the... Bum, bum. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> wrong time. Wrong time. Chiefs football. But, but before the theft... Apparently, <laughs> visitors could book a three-minute appointment with the toilet <laughs> oh. on the tour. I could have used that information a long time ago. I just, I just saw it. Wait, so I'm sorry. These guys went on a tour and ripped it out during the tour? I don't know if they ripped it out during the tour or not, but... <laughs> this this report is a giant mess. It provides little to no information. No, it the report provide I provide little to no information. 
<laughs> a little bit different story there. <laughs> I appreciate your terrible reporting skills. <laughs> he hey. is the boring sideline reporter. Hey, it was off the uh, off the fly, man. I was going to send it to you guys, but a little late there. Appreciate it. How many well, bags is this tonight already? So, um, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like the uh, Miami Dolphins had a few too many steins while they were in Germany. That Dang. offense. Could not get going at all. Tua leads the NFL in passing yards and all this great stuff and all these stats. Can't do squat against the Chiefs defense, who is ranked only number two. (laughs) I hope it sounds better on the audio. (laughs) I do too, man. (laughs) Am I cutting in and out for you guys? We just heard a jumbled mess of nothing. We'll find out. <laughs> Off, I mean, what went wrong, what went right in, in the game for both teams is the offense went wrong and the off, and the defense went right. It was a defensive battle, uh, Ty Bob, and you called it. That's what I'm here for. Who's the offense, man? Us. Who's going to stop these Dolphins? <laughs> Good teams in the NFL, apparently. Hey. Teams above five hundred. I mean, it is it is <laughs> only their third loss. But they played a lot of under five hundred games against teams above five hundred. They can't beat good teams. I was have, fully prepared to go into the bye week six three two. Ye of little faith didn't happen, baby. I mean, that's all right. We saved those losses for other teams that. Uh, have their regular season Super Bowls against us. Do you think do you think the offense gets figured out? Uh it's had many of its own issues. Patrick Mahomes keeps promising at the end of every game that the offense will get it figured out. Uh one thing that we've noticed over the last couple of weeks is the snap count is becoming more consistent with a group of wide receivers. Do you think that now that we're getting more consistent with the players who are going to be on the field, chemistry can grow and we'll get this thing figured out. Or are we going to be the Broncos in Peyton Manning's final year? Great defense, shitty offense. Well, first of all, Patrick Mahomes can actually throw the ball, so we will not be like uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos. And uh, the big thing from this past weekend that I saw was Rasheed Rice. Was he not the snap leader for wide receivers? He still had the uh, snap, the largest snap share. So going into the bye week, we have some stuff figured figured out, some stuff that we need to definitely work on. So just seeing the difference in the snap counts between a lot of the receivers after this past few weeks has been huge to see. And going into the bye week, Andy's going to switch some stuff up. They're definitely going to find a lot of chemistry over this time, and it's going to be a lot different coming out. Are are we? It, it's it's Justin Watson that's in that group that you're talking about. Am, am I correct? Yep. Like Rasheed yep. Rice and Justin Watson. Yep, are our number one and number two going forward. And MVS. You, sprink, you sprinkle in uh, MVS and whoever else you want to behind that, but I guess I guess it is what it is, Chiefs Kingdoms. Chiefs. <laughs> 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 Justin Watson is a part of our everyday life. 
with every, the elbow every brace. Every Sundays. I'm happy for Rasheed Rice. Uh, I think it's super bland uh, of the Chiefs to need to lean on Justin Watson. One thing, Sean, and you said Patrick Mahomes can actually throw the ball, and you're not wrong. Patrick Mahomes can actually throw the ball instead of Peyton Manning in his final year with Denver. However, we've scored through nine weeks less points than that Denver offense this season. Really? I thought it was two more points. Well, maybe it's on the same, even if it's two points, like right there. It's not good. This is going to be a defensive Super Bowl win. That's what I'm hearing. I, you know what that, and that seems to put like look the same throughout the whole NFL this year. It's a defensive battle. The offenses are down. The scores are not as close. So you've got the higher level defenses out there playing uh, uh, more competitively than they have in previous years, even with all the issues that have been going on. But uh, this year's NFL has been way different than we've seen in, in the past couple of years. And even with the larger spreads, when we get to the end of the games, um, like the defenses all around are, or the offenses, excuse me, are not as good as they have been. I think that boils down to really shitty offensive line play throughout the whole entire league. Because the offensive lines have not been nearly as good. Or just a lot of guys are very injured this year. I think that's a good call out. Let's take a look at Sunday's game against the Dolphins. That was the worst offensive line showing that Kansas City has had since the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. When we had nothing but third, fourth, and fifth stringers in. I mean... Our interior offensive line could not pick up a simple stunt. It was ridiculous. I've never seen this offensive line so stunned, and it came to simple end-around stunts, either inside or outside. It was uh, – I, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know how you simply don't pick up on it when they're running the same stunts the entire game, every single play. Not going to say it is, but I kind of want to chalk it up to jet lag. I feel like that has to do a little bit with it. I mean, the, you got to be ready to play. The guys running those stunts are no slouches either. The, the Miami's defensive line is, isn't bad. Um, so a combination of, of a few different things, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, but they, they didn't, they didn't seem consistently dominant. They seemed like sluggish. Usually we had two good drives on offense and they those are the two touchdowns that we needed to win this game. Yeah, yeah, the first the first drive went really well and and I don't think the uh the offensive line like I don't think that's going to be a consistent problem whether what whatever the issues are it was an issue in this game and out of anybody on the offense I expect that offensive line to clean up any problems that come their way as we move forward throughout the season but I was just really surprised to see that group as rattled as they were um, cause those are guys that two of them in, uh, three of them on the interior, one who's already paid two who are going to get paid the right tackle. Who's been paid out the wazoo and a left tackle <laughs> who is a veteran been around the league for a while. So to, so to see that it was just a, a little concerning. And I think one of the things that ultimately outweighs some of the stunts that are coming in is run the damn ball. 
you can easily stop a stunt if you hand off the ball. Because they have no and room to run around. We run the ball so much. You can get some easy pancakes on. If they if they for real have a stunt called and they don't check off of it when they see how the offensive line is lined up, <laughs> like that would make for some pretty easy pancakes too. But I I think I think NFL defensive linemen are a little bit smarter than that. Yeah. Uh, we did run the ball 16 times. Pacheco did have 66 yards. So hey, when we run it more than 12 times, we win. And when we run it less than 12 times, we lose every time. I don't think that was the reason we won that game, guys. It's <laughs> it's it's all about the defense and the, and the big play. You want to talk play. about you want to talk about plays of the game or what went right? Trent McDuffie's hit on Tyreek Hill, the brilliant lateral and the touchdown on the defensive side of the ball. Kansas City Chiefs. What metric do we need to go by? Are we a top ten defense? We're a top two defense. We are. We are the number two defense. We're the number two scoring defense, and we're the number two defense by DVOA. Let's go. Just yeah, playmakers and hitters all over the field. We are. We finally get a chance to talk about somebody other than Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, guys. Even when Taylor Swift is is dating Killa Trav, Zeus, whatever you want to call him, he's getting Let, bracketed this year. Let's talk about that secondary. I mean, you wanted to talk about the one play with Trent McDuffie. Uh, even with Tua having ample time, I would say, in the pocket, like our defensive line did a pretty good job rushing and getting in his face. Up but and down. He he definitely had quite a few plays there where he had ample time in the pocket and the coverage was amazing. I sat here and told you guys, expect the under on Tyreek Hill. Now he went over on the catches, but he got locked down and it wasn't only him. Jalen Waddle got shut down. Smythe tight end got shut down. They didn't have a single guy, not even Cedric Wilson Jr. could get going. And their run game was buns. Like their offense, dude. Buns. <laughs> Our oh, run defense to be this was amazing. High flying Our setting was amazing. These guys had we had a couple. They go. had a couple of runs up the middle that that gashed us. But like, and anytime they tried to get outside, they couldn't do it. I think this game may have been a little different. Should they have uh, HN back? So, I think they could run the ball a little bit better if I he's feel back like they and have healthy. Capable running backs even without him, but sure. I think he's. Far and away better than Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson. That's fine. And I, I do, I'm not saying good. that they would do better. I'm just saying I think the run game would be maybe a little bit more effective had HN been back there. But knowing where the game was at 21-0 at halftime, if that's still the case, like they have no choice but to continuously throw the ball because they're not moving the ball whatsoever. They're they're not getting those small yardages that they need to get those first downs. It was just a simple defensive battle. Chris Jones not showing up for multiple weeks in a row now, but we can rely on our boys, Charles Aminahue and George Karloftis and Tershawn Wharton to get back there and clean it up for us. I'm, dude, don't, I was going to say, don't think his presence isn't felt out there, my guy. Come on now. Quiet. Doing nothing. I can tell you what. No stats on not, the board, but it does. There's. It it's more than that. I can tell you what. He's not earning that thirty-two million dollar contract at the end of this season. Take him out and see what everybody else does. See if they're getting as open as they are on these rushes and everything. 
Well, the one if, game if that... Chris Jones, if Chris Jones doesn't doesn't hold blocks and in attention uh the against the Dolphins the way he did, Drew Tranquil and Leo Chanel don't play as well as they did. There's only one team that has scored over 21 points on us this year. Uh, and in the one game that Chris Jones did not play in, we'd still held that team to 21 points. So the team that beat us with by more than 21 points. Chris Jones we're, still, so we're a better football I'm just, team. You know, Chris Jones I'm, right in the middle of that defense. I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing that, that, that his role is not unfelt. The, the guys that no are deep around him. Shit. No deep way, nothing. Yeah, that, that's what I'm but saying. I'm just saying he's been quiet enough that he's not going to earn the money that he thought he was going to be earning by re-signing this contract, and he is not getting Aaron thought. Donald money at the end of this season because he consistently he wants to be quiet. He what thought. if he goes on? A, what if he goes on a stretch of like three games after the bye, gets like eight and a half sacks in that time frame? He he's going to need more he than thought. that. In, in he's three go- games, he is going to need that's more to get deep. Points. Obviously, but eight and a half in three games to start it off. That's a great starting point. That's a great starting point. You, and then will you be done with it, your beef with him at that point? Is he still going to be loafing on plays? Occasionally, but you know, he's no, I'm not going to stop my beef uh, with him. Okay, <laughs> I would, I would, I'm going to charge you uh, next week to, or sometime this week, if you'd like, to give me proof. That Chris Jones is loafing on place. How, how I don't have access to all twenty-two. How would you like me to go in and grab those plays? I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> the burden of proof is on you. This guy over here doesn't watch the game and puts the burden of proof on me. I don't you watch, watch the, game. the game? I did watch the game. I I didn't catch like the last four minutes of the game, but I watched the game. I can't tell you that I caught him loafing Bubby. in this specific game. Okay, I did not catch him loafing in this game, but I have caught him in at least three other games, including the Broncos games, loafing. Okay, Broncos game or both Broncos games? Both Broncos games. All right, so two out of three games were against the Broncos. I'm not too worried about that. Also, the Jags game. I'm not too worried about that either. I'm not believing any of his statements. He's he's spewed BS more than a couple of times. So um, I don't spew BS about film, bud. Provide the film, bud. (laughs) Provide the where where are you You watching it at? That you you guys either record or like uh, take a snapshot with your phone or something. Like, come on now. Well, I mean, if it happens while I'm watching the game moving forward, I will make sure that's the film you're talking about. That's the film he's talking about. how do you want me to go I back? Watch the game. How do you want me to go back? <laughs> you got a rewind button, right? It's YouTube oh TV. God. Yes, it, you I can can't DVR go back to the post games. You can re DVR it. You guys with all this free time think I got all this free time? You well, then don't say you watch film. Then you don't have free time. You don't they don't film. show. They don't show don't, his don't loafing back. on these films. These films. <laughs> They show they show the play. They don't show you after that. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a bold faced lie. You don't have time. You don't have time to watch film. I don't watch the all twenty twos. I don't have access to the all twenty twos. The films. 
don't, I don't care what form it is. Do you, do you rewatch games and analyze it? You watch the film? Like, after the game is over, do you go back and rewatch the game? Analyze. You don't watch film. Bro. I go back and I watch what I can on, on out of the highlights on YouTube. Things like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Chris Jones looping around those highlights? No, they don't put those highlights on there. That's what I'm saying. I gotta go. I'd have to go. All right. Either into the game or I'd have <laughs> to find the all 22. I ain't paying for the all 22. There's a perfect transition into my segment that I was trying to get into while you guys were blabbering back and forth. Hope you guys got your questions ready. I got, I got what I need. You guys are exhausting. You brought it up. Why am I out of breath? <laughs> oh, oh, is it? Is it? You, you're just gonna say it's your segment. And you're not gonna say which segment it is. It's Tybo's oh, thoughts, Tybo, people. Tybo's thoughts. Move, move that mic a little bit closer to your mouth, there, Tybo. Just get a little quieter. Just over a there. little bit. Just get right a little here. quiet on me. That'll that'll that? work perfectly. Will this work? Right that'll in work the mouth. Perfectly. Love it. Yep. Love right me. in there. It is Tybo's thoughts. It's where we bring Tybo these philosophical questions after he's just ripped a fat bowl so that he can answer them for you. Today, we've got some great questions to bring. Tybo, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Do we live in a simulation? <laughs> There's a... There's a lot. Bring the mic forward. Bring the mic forward. Can I? Okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> testing. Testing. One, two, three. Four, five, six. <laughs> there's a... There's a lot of signs that we're living in a simulation. I've been thinking about this, actually, quite a bit recently. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's one of the those conspiracy theories that's kind of like on rotation in my mind. Um, I can't think of the last moment that really made me like think like, God damn, that makes me feel like I'm living in a simulation. But I have those moments a lot. Uh, logical Tybo, he's in there. Uh, doesn't. Doesn't put any weight to those moments usually, but uh, I don't know, man. Lately, it's it's getting getting too eerie. The whole uh, gosh, man, what's it called the Mandela effect? That's that's one of those first. That's one of those first things that made me really start thinking. Don't tell your FBI guy. <laughs> All right, next question here. Uh, the rabbit's feet are so lucky. What happened to the rabbit? I feel like that one's pretty obvious. Am I wrong? But why is the rabbit's feet so lucky? Uh, that's. <laughs> Googleable question that's based off of some sort of pagan myth. Speak up for me. Oh my goodness. 
based off some sort of like pagan myth, right? You tell me, this man. Is, I don't know. This is your question to answer, Tybo. Yeah, and I'm I'm about to Google it. This is a the lame one. Like, that's not like a real. It's not a real philosophical. There's a real answer for it. Like there's a real piece. There's a real reason why people. Why is rabbit so lucky? Oh. Oh. The first, the first few things say it's not clear. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily Googleable. Okay. Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. Uh, okay. So the rabbit is one of those animals. That's so freaking quick, and the change of direction and the stamina is absolutely insane. It's hard to hunt. So if you can get a rabbit's foot, if you can actually hunt, if you can kill a rabbit and get its foot and show proof that you've killed a rabbit before, brings you good luck. Means you're a good hunter as well. You bitch. Is that loud enough for you? A little bit. You might unplug and plug your headset back in. <laughs> all right moving on to the next one and the word scent is the s or the c silent good question he's really got to smoke about this one uh it's a it's one of those brilliant questions that points out how stupid the English language is. And I think my answer to that is because there are so many there are so many little idiosyncrasies in the English language that people choose people choose to say for certain reasons and they can be completely different from other people's reasons. But I think it only it only matters what the person saying the word thinks. Whichever letter that that person wants to be silent, or maybe it's just both words are are there, and you just have a long s sound, stent. So yeah. <laughs> it can uh, be it could be any of the all of the above. Okay. Both letters can't be silent though, because then you would just have N. <laughs> Do birds choose the vehicle they poop birds on? Suck. Yes. And if so, why? Uh, because birds are vengeful and they actually have that type of process of vengeful in in some cases, but also like birds will crap wherever they want to crap so sometimes you're just unlucky from being around them but birds suck in general i hate birds birds are some birds are cool but like unless i have like a trained attack bird like some form of like predator bird i don't want to fuck with birds are they real yeah dude they're dinosaurs so they're not like fake birds sent out by the FBI or CIA just to like track us and they're not charging on 
electrical lines. No, no, no. I wouldn't be surprised if there was types of birds out there that were fake, mechanical, used to spy on us, blah, 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 whatever that may be. But yeah, I'm birds are dinosaurs. So you would you would say like a pigeon? Pigeons are fake. Maybe. Oh yeah, they're I definitely. Think, fake. I think that one. I think that one would be too obvious. Would it? But also, I think like the I, I think pigeons make more sense. If you're gonna do fake pigeons, you better like they're like plants. You know, like you plant a fake pigeon among the pigeons. <laughs> I think the whole thing about like the, the the way we domesticated them and and train them is 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 true and let them go among our city street. <laughs> you know who loves pigeons? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Man loves his pigeons. I'm moving on to another question Bring here. Mike Tyson mystery. Lovely show. Lovely. Lovely. Does language have an effect on reality? The way we have developed our language as humans has affected our reality. Yes. How so? <laughs> Elaborate. Oh, oh, that one's that's that's an interesting question to try. Thank you. And Thank you. Quickly come up with an answer for. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just as simple as like, uh, some languages are legitimately like sound harsher. Um, the when people try to put. Um, words to like describe sounds in subtitles sometimes like you can you typically see the word harsh um so and there are like harsher accents in almost all languages um in the sense of like if uh like the the tones in chinese or like asian languages uh or like different accents in uh french like the actual like lines above the letters and, and shit like that like where they're changing the sound of certain letters there um the word harsh is is commonly used to but anyways in languages that have harsher sounds sometimes that that leads them to be more aggressive just like naturally it's like a has effect on their brain chemistry or you know what what came first like the the brain chemistry or um, like the group of people that was already uh, prone to be violent. I don't know. Um, that's a that's a lot. Of, that's almost like a question about friggin' evolution because language um, among humans um, and where we came from, um, like the the languages that have origins on different sides of the earth, like Greek versus Latin, Native American, Egyptian, all that kind of stuff. It's it's there's a lot to talk about with that with that conversation. I think it's fascinating, honestly. I almost tried to be a friggin' archaeologist, but I'd changed my major too many times in college and wanted to quit. So I like it. And I think we'll save the last question that we've got here for another time. That was insightful. Because wow. I took up too much time. No. It's the right amount. That question deserves it to go in another time. 
you guys both have a question? Mm -hmm. No, 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 we just we just got one. That question, saving it for another time. All right. I do have a question to get back to the Chiefs game real quick before we get to the bye week. We've obviously got one play of the game that will out trump all the others. It is the strip pitchback defensive touchdown for Brian Cook that will outweigh any other game play of the game. But do you guys have any other plays of the game or any players that stood out to you in week nine as we head into the bye week? Justin Reed. He's really coming to his own even more in the second year. He is a true captain out there. He is taking over the leadership role, and he is doing a wonderful job out there. A guy that I didn't think may provide everything that he has lived up to. Everybody was really high on him when he came over, and I was worried um, because of his final two years in Houston. Uh, And it turns out, like, whoever their defensive coordinator was in those final two years was just awful because Justin Reed is a man amongst boys out there being able to read defenses and fly to the ball. Uh, he has really changed my mind and also looks not, he's, he's not quite at that level, but he is looking in the realm of a prime honey badger. I think he's a, a solid replacement for him. Um, if he were to ever actually, achieve that level of play i don't think he's there but he's damn good he's a, he's a good replacement um but there's plenty of names to shout out on the defense the line played well the linebackers played well the safeties played well but i want to single out two guys that sean shouted out as his players to watch from the, the preview show legerious need and trent mcduffie I, I know Trey McDuffie caused a fumble and we already said his name, but they were primarily tasked with handling Tyreek Hill. Legarius Sneed followed Tyreek Hill all over the feet, all over the field. Um, and when, uh, Legarius Sneed had his head looked at, McDuffie took that over and also helped out throughout the game. Uh, they both played solid and I believe they were one of the biggest parts of why the defense played so well on Sunday. Um, but the whole defense, uh, the defense as a whole played great. So. The guy that we've been talking about all year, Brian Cook is really coming into his own. He's able to fly around. He's able to, able to be that safety blanket for a lot of guys. I think maybe at that linebacker position, whereas you've got Justin Reed, who's the safety blanket for the DBs. Brian Cook is really able to come down and play as a run stopper. And he's able to play kind of that over-the-top help for the linebackers. The way he's been able to read the game so far this year, if you watch his eyes, if you're looking at that backfield, the defensive backfield, he is tracking so well and able to read the hot zones of where he needs to be. It is no surprise that that guy was there to make the play on the strip, fumble by Tyreek Hill, and then in the final play of the game, uh, on the actual play of the game to to get that sack. Obviously, Tershawn Wharton was able to to do his job there, but Brian Cook was able to get in and make sure that uh, n- nothing else was going to happen and get that get that wrapped up. That guy's been flying around the field. I'm I'm excited to see how far he can grow and if we'll end up keeping him around as a chief. Also, shout out to the Tyree Kill trade because I don't think we would have had 
Trent McDuffie or Brian Cook if we did not make that trade. Nope. They both came from that trade. So we are obviously winning that trade a lot. I yeah, wanted I mean, to talk. Oh, good. The, the, the factors, the players in the trade, just in the most crucial point in the game, the whole reason that we had 21 points in that football game just, just showed why we won that trade. I also wanted to talk about a play to me that I thought at the end of it all kind of wrapped up is one of the plays of the games and it definitely won't get talked about a lot. And I think it actually encompasses two plays and it's on the first drive where we got the touchdown. The first play being, you know, that Justin Watson touchdown that got called back as not a catch because it hit the ground and then dumping it off to Rasheed Rice being able to break through a couple of tackles, some great blocking right there, get in the end zone for the first score. That really set the tone, that drive, and the mentality that the team showed to be able to um, go into their weakest portion of the field and come out with points as they typically don't do in the red zone was just a thing of beauty and shows that Andy Reid and Patrick can still get things done. but. What we've been lacking in mentality, especially when we get into the red zone, the guys seem like they just give up because there's no space to be able to go and do that. I feel like that shows there is a little bit of hope as we go into the second half of the season in the way that these guys can shape some some plays moving forward and will themselves into the end zone. Even if they didn't the rest of the day, I think that specific drive and two sets of plays can help shape us move forward in being more aggressive when we get into the red zone. Listen, I trust what Patrick Mahomes is saying after every game in the sense that these guys are going to get it figured out because to the truth be told, it's wide open. If like Rasheed Rice is, is, is doing great and all that, but if a couple other guys start to get just even a little bit of separation, like outside of Travis Kelsey, they are just manning up guys and we've had this problem for such a long time if you take away our 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 one and our two our top two targets like it's 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 really tough tough going like we we don't have great playmakers traditionally in the depth of our receiving core um but i feel like rasheed rice is what's emerging now but like i said it's wide open after after travis kelsey because he's getting Two guys literally mirrored his every motion on Sunday. He's taking two people on their defense and like taking them out of the game. If somebody else gets starts to get a little bit of separation, like our offense, and I feel like it's going to click at the right time. Our offense is is the touchdowns are just going to come flooding because it's it's literally wide open. Get Kadarius Tony more snaps. As long as he's healthy, because if he gets hurt again, we're screwed. <laughs> Are we? He's only getting like under 10 snaps a game right now. We're already screwed with him not out there. Well, we did we did just win. Well, there you go. Get him out there more. Trust him a little bit. Better than MVS, I can tell you that. True. 
Well, who thought we would have been here with a record of seven and two? I know a lot of people thought we'd be nine and oh, but we do lead the AFC as the number one seed going into the bye week, week 10. If there's any news, we will definitely be bringing you games left, though. (laughs) (laughs) We've got nothing but big games left. Some really one of the toughest schedules that's out there uh, for the second half of the season. If there's any news, we will definitely be back to spread that at the end of the week with our normal preview show. Uh, but if not, you will be getting an extended NFL Week 10 pregame show. And with that, we'll catch you next time. As always, pregame show. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.